Trash. Trash. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Tommy Lucero. Tommy is a stand-up comedian and also a contributing columnist to Savage Henry magazine. I had to re-record that so many times because I had to think of the most official title I could give him. Contributing columnist is the best I could come up with. As a uh, as a just a staff writer for Savage Henry magazine, <laughs> but it sounds good, right? Contributing columnist. Oh, and he also does stand up comedy sometimes. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Tommy mostly is a comedian. He uh, he actually has a show coming up here at the Main Tap Tavern on July 26th, which I think is tomorrow. Yeah, so this today's 20th. 5th Wednesday so this will be tomorrow Thursday July 26 8 p.m. at the main tap taff room uh taff room main tap tavern in El Cajon or El Cajon for all you uh pronouncing pronouncing holy shit balls where the fuck is my head today I've recorded this like 15 times I can't get through this it's insane Anyways, uh, we got on that show, we got Russell Brock and Tommy, of course, Tommy Lucero, Bill Reedman, Craig Sutton, Mikey Gordon, Matt Bird, and Jim Winkler, all in one spot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tommy Lucero also has a couple shows that he runs, is a comedy open mic at Bay City Brewery and also at the Main Tap Tavern. He does a show there. And also, he is part of the American Marriage Ministries. So, if you ever need to get married, Tommy Lucero is your boy. I don't know why he thought he should send that to me. He sent me one of his little uh, flyers that he sent me. But uh, just in case you guys need uh, um, uh, someone to marry you, Tommy. Tommy will do it. And he'll do it very funny. Uh, I'll put a link up to Tommy's Facebook so you guys can just like go there and, and uh, you know, find out what he's doing out there. Um, his his uh, production company is 40 Ounces to Funny. And you can also find him at 40 Ounces to Funny on the Instagrammy. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways... That's Tommy Lucero. We're going to get to him in a second. What I want you folks to do is go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And I, I need you to rate my podcast. Um, you know, whatever you think I deserve. I'm not telling you to go out and do five stars. Not at all. I'm just asking for something. It's been nice. People have been going on iTunes and rating the show. So thank you guys very much. I really appreciate that. Um, what I'd like to see is more reviews, like written reviews. So if we can get some written reviews up there, that'd be much appreciated. Wherever you get your podcast, of course, go and review, write, share. I don't know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I was trying to think of a stupid word to put in there that had something to do with like fucking the uh reviews 
like I, I was gonna say proclamate but that's not even a word i don't think um uh so holy shit here we go we're rambling again you can also write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com and you can also check out the website that we speak English good at nope it's we speak English good.net <laughs> whoo okay so I'm very caffeinated right now and I thought I'd try something different and I don't know if it's gonna go over that well because I suck at describing things and I was gonna just sort of give you guys like the top um the top five comedy books since we have a comedian on the show i thought i would try to give you uh, a a rating on the top five comedy books that i've read in the last year so you guys can uh, go and f figure it out for yourself or listen to this asshole whatever so i'm gonna start with number five and number five being and this is only books, comedy books I've read, read in the last like eight to twelve months, so a year. And so I've read, I've read, read, written. Jesus Christ, I've read more than this. But uh, like I said, we're we're putting parameters on this because I can be here all day, and it's the top five. So I'm gonna stop, start with the fifth. So one being the best, five being the like okayest. Um, and so okay. Jim Gaffigan. I love Jim Gaffigan. I think he's funny. He's a clean comic. He work like it's amazing that you can take your whole family to a show and have a good time. Uh, I like dirty comedy. I like blue collar comedy. I like all odd different comedy. Um, Christian comedy can be funny too. I've been to a Christian comedy show, which is weird. It was a black show too, and of course, I was the only light skinned guy there. Um, so I was attacked promptly, <laughs> especially being with like a beautiful black woman. It was, it was, uh, odd. I, I was like super baked. I was like blazed out of my mind and they called me out and they focused on me for like 10 minutes of their act. Like their act was kind of garbage until they got to me. And then it, <laughs> I was I was perfect fodder for them to just dump on me for <laughs> 10 minutes. And of course, when you're all high, like, and it, like it was the kind of high where you're like too high for, to be in public where it's like, why is everybody looking at me? What the fuck are they thinking? What am I doing here? What have I done with my life? That kind of high, very uncomfortable situation for me at that time. Anywho, let's start off with Jim Gaffigan. I love Jim Gaffigan. I love I I like his comedy. Um, I I appreciate he works clean, and I could take my whole family to a show, and it wouldn't be an issue. Although Bishop gets to see a lot of bullshit anyway. I mean, I cuss in front of him. I, I it's whatever, you know. It's like he's a kid, yes, and there's certain things that you should shield children from. But I think cussing is not one of them, and also. I don't know. There's certain like scenes of violence on shows that probably aren't good for him. But for the most part, he gets to see most of the world unfiltered because it, the, the faster he gets over this whole innocence of childhood bullshit, the easier life's going to be. Because you have these kids who come up thinking that they're just innocent little children and they're like 25 and they're just sitting there being offended in safe spaces and that's not going to be my child. He's going to be a very tolerant and understanding child, and he's going to be awesome, but he's not going to be a little fucking 
little afraid of the world shitbag who's complaining about everything on Twitter. Okay, so Jim Gaffigan, awesome comedian. Uh, the writing aspect, I okay. So I'm putting Jim Gaffigan's food at number five. Uh, I read Dad is Fat. I started to read it. I couldn't finish it. It just didn't resonate with me. It was. It's a cool book. I mean, whatever. If you like Jim Gaffigan, you'll definitely like it. It's just it wasn't for me. Um, I just need more. I don't know what it was. It's not that he was clean and wasn't cussing every five minutes, so I couldn't stand it. It was just that was kind of boring. Uh, but food was good. I liked food, and I like food because it. He brought in um, different aspects of, of of like it's almost like a traveling food book, but not really. But it, it's sort of like his issues with food. But then he'll have uh, actual reviews of different restaurants in different towns, and he'll like describe dishes, almost like an Anthony Bourdain kind of description of the food. And then and then he does his little bits and stuff. So it was good, especially because it resonates with me. It's food. Uh, what, what can I say? Food. I love food. Where, where am I going to go from there? Okay, fourth on the list, I want to say David Spade is almost interesting. Uh, his memoir, it was good. I, I really dug it, and he goes into some personal stuff. And I, you know me, I like personal stuff. I like to talk about why you didn't get along with your father or you know what you said to your therapist or whatever. So for me, personal is oh, it resonates a lot with me. But I, I know that that's not the school of thought for everybody. But I don't know. I, I just like to see a realistic aspect to people who are put on this pedestal especially pedestal of fame it's like you want to hear that they're just people which they are so david stay david spade's almost interesting i really liked it it's number four for me it has uh i has this great story about his his personal assistant trying to murder him so i mean that's great on its own and these are short reads by the way these aren't big reads they're not like you know 1200 page books they're pretty short and pretty quick and easy to read david spade is number four number three and remember this is just books i've read in the last year there's other books that are way better especially comedy books but these are in the last year that i read Artie lang's too fat to fish <clears throat> if there's never been a sadder soul in comedy than Artie lang i i don't know that he he just uh, I mean, he goes through his his addictions and his gambling problems, and it, I mean, it's a great book. It, it's it, he he's funny because he, he has this like crude sense of prose, you know. Like he'll just just be talking, he, like like it'll be like poetically filthy, and that's what I loved about it. Uh, he, he talks about you know just trying to get his life together and the stern era and, and I, this book is a few years old now um, but you know it's still good and it still holds up and apparently Artie is in like currently as of right now Artie Lang apparently is getting fucked up again and is on the wagon or off the wagon I can't remember Anyways, um, that's number three. Number two, Steve Martin's Born Standing Up. This book is awesome. Um, this is a classic stand-up comedian book. It's it's um, 
It's Steve Martin, and he wrote it, and I just think Steve Martin is... His stand-up comedy, when you go back and look at it, it, to me, it doesn't really hold up to where comedy has gone, but you can see at that time that that was a groundbreaking and just such a, a, I don't know, like a youthful and... And like there's like a youthful innocence to it where it's just like this guy has no idea what he's doing but he's just doing it because that's who he is and he kind of goes through the book like that and um i mean he he's a he's one of those guys who just had enough of stand-up and just walked away from it all because he he felt that he couldn't be truly funny because all he had to do at his pinnacle of stand-up is just walk on stage and people were laughing so it's great it's a great book that comes from his his side of the story um personally like i just see arrogance when i see steve martin now like there's just this air of arrogance that i don't care for but if you guys haven't seen the new netflix special with martin short and steve martin i suggest you should because it's fucking incredible like it's like to me it's it's amazing that these two guys who are older and they're just veteran comedians just up on stage doing stand-up doing bits doing uh it's a variety show and there's there's music it's beautiful it's a it's a i think it's a great way for them to not wrap up their career but um you know like it's not an end of a career but it's a beginning of a new part of their career i don't know i'm rambling again steve martin go check that out uh the so number one um i i heard about it from lots of comedians i mean a lot of these books you hear from comedians and like podcasts and stuff um but this one I heard a lot about because I do listen to a lot of comedians podcasts and it's called I'm Dying Up Here and it's the heartbreak and high times and stand-up comedy's golden era. It's uh, it's about the comedy store back in the late 70s when Pryor was there and Robin Williams and... and It's awesome because it, it, I, I think they kind of like they kind of surround it around the comedian strike back in the 70s where um no one was paying comedians and especially at the comedy store which is which uh, mitzi shore was running she had the thought and the mindset that this was a training ground that you come to the comedy store to become a comedian and your payment in the end if you're good is fame you know like your ability to work at the very least your ability to travel as a comedian and work as a comedian because uh, she was and and you know and it's interesting because the comedy store is still like the like the mecca for comedy um but at this point the club was making a lot of money the the comedians weren't making anything and they went on strike and they they refused to play the comedy store and i think not the improv but what's the i think it is the improv yeah i think they are i can't remember the the details and i won't give away the book because that's stupid uh but it's worth a read so it's called i'm dying up here that's the number one in my list of books that i've read in the last year 
Um, so I, I would suggest to r- read that book. Has a great, um, I mean, there like it just the lore of that place of the comedy store is just amazing and and going in if you've ever never been in the comedy store like when you walk in you can feel like the energy in the walls man so great book great read all five of these books i think are worth reading um if if i was gonna pick one not to read it would be jim gaffigan's book food um dad is fat i definitely would not recommend that unless you are a jim gaffigan fan if you are then you'll love it i like jim gaffigan but again whatever anyways i was just trying something different there guys i hope you if you've made it this far congratulations um let's get into the to the talk here let's get into the meat Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this fucking podcast. And, uh, oh, I got some shit coming up here. All weekend I have gigs. So um, if you're listening to this in Ohio, then you guys can come and check out the band I'm playing with. Uh, Gas. I was going to call it Gas. I'm such a shitbag. We are playing Friday night at the Blarney Irish Pub in Toledo. Saturday night from 6 to 10, Beer Stube uh, Bar and Grill out in Mon- out on Monroe Street in Sylvania. And then on Sunday, I think we're playing from like 3 to something at the Briali Vineyards and Winery. So it's a three-day weekend for us, and I hope you guys can make it out. And you can go to the Green Acres Sessions on Facebook. If you just search that, it will pop right up. The Blarney, I believe, we're playing from 9.30 to 1.30. So, yeah. So, come on out. If you guys are in Toledo. If not, um, then whatever. I might stream it live. Also, next Tuesday, the 20... And, and these dates are for this weekend, which is... My God. Let me just look at the calendar while I'm over here. Well, I'm a dipshit. I don't have the calendar set up, and I'm not starting over. So, starting on the 27th, 28th, and 29th is when all those go, and I read them off in order we're playing. So, uh, and you can also check out me and Reyna at uh, Reyna and I. You speak English good. Um, at the Bono Tavern next Tuesday, we start at 5:30. We're playing till 7:30, and it's for their tiki party. And they're going to have uh, tastings there. And I think it's $15 a person for the tasting. And I believe it's just a free show. You can just come hang out if you want to. They have food and, and booze. So come do that. Okay. Now that I've completely lost everyone in my ramblings, please give a round of applause for our returning champion, Mr. Tommy Lucero. My guest today is Tommy Lucero, which uh, you've been on the show a few times. And uh, I I remember maybe one of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the last time you came on was with um, 
fuck what was your dude's name who has that science Damien? Damien Damien Mercado yeah Damien Market yeah but yes the Damien Market where the, all funny things are sold <laughs> sold for very cheap um, I'm, I'm glad you remember better than me man my memory is cloudier than my living room right now so <laughs> hey so fuck man you're you're up uh, i'm out in ohio and i don't have the same luxury as being able to walk down the, the corner market and just pick up a bag of weed so it, it's bag fucking, of weed and a bucket of chicken that's the everyday <laughs> diet brother so uh, how how's that been how's the legal weed situation been man you know what it for me personally, it hasn't really changed anything <laughs> because uh, I was already doing this like it was fucking nobody's business anyway. Right. I mean, in Cali, it's like it, it's part of the culture. It's just that's yeah, what I've, happens. The only place I've ever been where it was a problem, and I haven't been since, was a uh, Texas. Oh. And yes. from what I understand, it's a little bit more lenient now than it was. It is actually. I was just there. I've been. Uh, I was. I did the. I played South by Southwest with my reggae band. And um, oh, look at you! No, oh, look at me. Uh, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we uh, in Austin. It was totally cool. People were just hanging out and smoking. I mean, like you couldn't just be in front of a cop just getting high. But apparently, Austin well, is not the same as like Texas. <laughs> like the rest of uh austin keeps it weird bro that's what it is oh dude i I love austin first of all i love austin because the women are 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 like thick you know how like some of these women out here are like oh i'm thick i'm thick no 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 these women are built different like they are thick stacked brick house you know what i'm saying it's because it's a temperature out there that it keeps you at a very even keel and your metabolism is always fucking jacked you know what i mean it's just (laughs) All the so barbecue, all the barbecue plus the heat creates this like nice thickness that just this within nice- like a matter of eat- a matter of minutes after eating, you're already sweating out what you just ingested, dude. So it's really hard to I would imagine. I don't know how people get to like a a, a, a giant, a, a large a stature as some do, and a, a bovine esque build. <laughs> How they do out there, and I, I guess, I guess it could be attributed to Whataburger, but even then, that's just like scoops of manteca in on a bun. <laughs> so I don't know why you would eat that anyway. The, there's a huge debate too. I don't know if you've noticed a huge debate over Whataburger and In and Out. In and Out. I have. I've heard. I've heard about it. Which is silly, because it's all garbage anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you could. You should throw White Castle in the mix because at least they're actually, and they're admittedly not really trying. And <laughs> Whataburger and In and Out both, both swear to God that they're doing something special, but they're not. Yeah, all they're doing is giving. <laughs> all they're doing is making a large amount of the population like minus one foot. Thanks to diabetes. So I don't know why people make such a big deal. Make America fat again. That's their slogan. Both of them. All of them. All of them. Mafa. Mafa. (laughs) Hashtag Mafa. (laughs) The um actually now the last I was there in the spring and we pulled in to Dallas 
and we're just driving through and we saw in and out now in and out is in texas now so now they're like literally in proximity of each other and and it'd be like uh i don't know if they have burger wars but i i don't even know what that would even look like but i tell you it's a it's a toss-up what a burger no it's not a toss-up that's not what i was gonna say it's not a toss-up because what a burger is trash and fucking i'm sorry for all no, the no, texans no, i no i'm not apologizing to you i'm apologizing to all those texans I, you better goddamn not be <laughs> but i mean it, it's, you would have to apologize for that apology <laughs> i'm sorry that i apologize tommy it, <laughs> that's it's goddamn right you are <laughs> it's my natural <laughs> reflex for being so insecure it's a natural <laughs> reflex it's my insecurities taking yeah. over here um yeah man no i think if you're gonna go burger if it's whataburger or in and out it's always gonna be in and out uh, have you ever been up to seattle and tried dicks Oh, I don't like that question. <laughs> Next question. Okay, my bad. Dick's I've burger. I've blacked out a lot in my life, and my my sexual pendulum swings both ways if I get drunk enough sometimes. So I don't want to. You know what? It's fluid, right? I mean, like life and sex. It's all fluid, right? <laughs> a thick liquid, indeed, sir. <laughs> as long as something's getting ejected, it's all good. Uh, no. As long as I'm not sleeping on a sidewalk in a couch, at least, and I'm fine. <laughs> there you go. It's like, I had a place to sleep last night. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. D- Dick's, uh, Dick's Burger. Now, Dick's is like another regional treasure, you know, because like, yeah. you know, I think I think what we're we were talking about is like these regional treasures that people hold, you know, like very sacred and at Dick's is what Seattle holds sacred and Dick's it, it sounds just like the name. It's a big pile of dicks. It's awful. It's just you know what their special thing is? It, it's a not a bag of dicks. A bag of dicks. They every burger comes with a bag of dicks. It's uh it's <laughs> quite remarkable that they can get that many dicks for as many burgers as they sell. Um but After also you leave every time you're like, I could have just eaten the bag of dicks. Give them the same thing. <laughs> The bag of dicks are free. Like I said, I filled up on dicks before I even got the burger. Uh, Of course, you also get the depression that goes along with eating that many dicks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean... Post-dickicidal depression, I suppose. So, dicks' special thing, besides the dicks, is um, they put tartar sauce on their burgers and then they, they send them out. So so they, they think that it's something special because they put tartar sauce on burgers. So still, I'm, I'm still going God with it now. No wonder everyone in Seattle is so fucking sad. <laughs> that would, I would turn to heroin too if they were throwing tartar sauce on a hamburger, man. That's depressing. That's sad. <laughs> Jump off the fucking space needle myself. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to be shoving a space needle in my arm. <laughs> that's... The only way I'm going to be able to drown out the memory of tartar sauce on a hamburger. Who the fuck is that? I, you know what, man? It's a big port city, you know, like a lot of seafood there. So naturally, that's the the natural progression of, of food there is like just put mayonnaise and relish together and put it on a burger. And here we are. Well, sometimes people tend to smoke chemicals and it kills your taste buds. So I guess you got to kick it up a little bit uh, 
here and there if you can. Sometimes, sometimes. So what's been up with you, man? Like, fuck it. It's been a while. I, I've been in Ohio for the last year. So, like, I, 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 all I can see is everybody's life and careers on Facebook or Instagram. So uh, <laughs> I see you're always gigging. You're always doing spots and stuff. How's it been going for you, man? Oh, good, man. I've uh, just been trying to keep life busy, hmm. keep a level of responsibility, you know, aside the uh, comedy stuff. Yeah. And, uh, trying to stay on track. Right now, I got my own couple venues going with a Bay City Brewing Company in San Diego on Hancock Street. Oh. And I hey. do 40 Ounces to Funny there. That's the name of the show. That oh, do. you're 40 f- Ounces to Funny. There it is. I, I follow and then you I on also Instagram. Do a show. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Go to, <laughs> go, to, go to 40 Ounces to Funny on Instagram and you'll follow Tommy and his antics. Yeah, I uh, get to do show at 40, uh, 40 Ounces of Bay City as well as Main Tap Tavern in El Cajon. Hey. And uh, those are both monthly shows, so I just get to have my funny friends come down, be it Los Angeles, Modesto, wherever. Uh, they come down and do some spots on there and some folks from San Diego uh, that are damn good in their own right. Uh, got a revolving cast of hosts doing that show. And they're, they're really building up good, actually. The El Cajon one, um, it's been standing room only the past couple. And wow. I'm really grateful. And I don't know I don't know what I'm doing right, but I'm going to try and keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, when you think of, like, El Cajon, you don't really think of, like, let's go to a comedy show in El Cajon, you know? like. So, so well, it, I mean, yeah. That's, uh, like, I try and follow the... The adage that uh, you go where people need to laugh. And <laughs> I spent some time in El Cajon, did some couch surfing in El Cajon. And when I was there, I could have used a laugh. So <laughs> I'm You're hoping back. to, yeah, I'm hoping to give back to the community and help a little bit there. <clears throat> they are, the people over there at Main Tap, though, they're really nice and gracious and, uh, we lead into their karaoke nights, so there's always a lot of people there. Mm. It's fun, man. It's a blast. I, I I love that show now. I've only done like four or five of them at that venue, and they've been all progressively more and more more fire, as the children say these days. <laughs> Very fire. Fire shows. Um, so, like, what? I mean, what do you think it is that that brings people out for? for that particular place um well booze and beyond <laughs> that the we've been i've just grateful and you know blessed enough to be able to have a group of friends that are not only great awesome people to hang out with but are also funny as fuck so yeah uh they all come down and do the show one of the last headliners i had was uh, my buddy jimmy jimmy menezes from uh, Modesto, California. He's won a couple different awards for being funny. So go on Facebook. He's one of my friends. Follow Jimmy. He's funny as all hell. He does shows up there too. I'm going to try and get up there and do a couple of spots there in Modesto, Fresno area. Ooh, uh, we had Jaleesa Johnson. Uh, Jaleesa does the Mueller She Wrote podcast. And she's funny as all get out. I can't be happier 
to have somebody like that on one of my shows. And she's going to be on the next Bay City show, too. So I'm super excited about that. But everybody I've been able to have on the shows that I do, you know, I'm I'm amazed that uh, I get to keep such company. You know, they're all very talented, very gifted writers and funny people. It's funny when like when when you like and because because it's weird it's almost like a podcast kind of when you're inviting guests on because it's like it's kind of a weird thing to ask someone to come to you or like talk to me and record it or or on the flip side I'd be like hey will you come all the way out to El Cajon and tell some jokes <laughs> I know it's well, I know it's completely too, I'm different I'm able but... to uh, I'm able to you know pay the headliners for their time oh hell yeah you know I'm not I'm not just saying hey man want to do me a solid <laughs> and then after and then on top of that uh I try and every time put out a donation bucket and then we split that up with the comics and just try and make everybody happy. We also have a tab at main tab. So, I mean, geez, what, what's better than having a tab? There you go. There you <laughs> go. Jokes, drinks, and, uh, and glory. There it is. Yeah, everybody's happy. Oh, girlfriend's home. Uh-oh. Calm down, puppy. Calm down. <laughs> it's okay. You know who's here. Yeah. You see me every fucking day. Yeah, dude. man. I mean, this is like my, uh, like my night out now doing those shows because i mean i work a bunch and uh gotta pay bills and whatnot yeah so, for sure doing man. all that kind of stuff and then on top of that i'm still writing for uh savage henry magazine and contributing to them oh, uh, shit. articles every month and now i do either an article or a album review so oh, that's, if that's interesting if i'm on the ball enough that month uh, i get to have two pieces in that magazine and i'm Stoked on that, dude. That's awesome. What 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 is that magazine? I, I'm not. I've never heard of it. Uh, Savage Henry Magazine is from Northern California, specifically Humboldt, California, mm. where it's published at. They, uh, I like to think of them as National Lampoons with even more weed. It's <laughs> super funny, man, and it's all. It's always a theme every month, uh, but the varying articles that go into the magazine because everybody's got such a different point of view on life and on the different topics that they give us it's such a it's a great read all the way through man and they're all about small business out there in uh, Humboldt, california hit them up online man savage henry independent times hold on i'm right now come hold on hold on savage henry independent times independent if you want to go for the acronym it's shit <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's actually that's clever um yeah, man, i a, love them that's and if you thing. even look further into it savage henry is also an homage to uh hunter s thompson's writings savage henry is uh it's uh it's a character out of fear and loathing i'll just say uh i don't remember that from the movie i i read the book way too many times <laughs> <laughs> well what the fuck does savage henry do in the book it's just, uh, it's somebody that we'll say, but Misio del Toro's character refers to, like, when they're saying one of their silly stories to somebody. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's... He, he Without just, getting too far into it and too nerdy, that's, that's the gist. Oh, well, well, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, place it, because I have read the book a couple times. No, once. But but um, <laughs> but it's been like since I was a kid, you know, like when you're a kid and you're you're taking acid and you're like, oh my god, Hunter S. Thompson, you know, you fucking you think you're so cool because you're reading 
I don't know, it's Thompson, but like millions of other people have already read it, so fuck you. Uh, the the um, <laughs> he's yeah. t- he's telling uh, what was it? He's telling somebody about uh, Savage Henry is an old like oh fuck, but how? I'm going to have to send it to you because I don't want to misquote it now. Never mind. You're making me think too hard about it. I'm sorry I did such a stupid <laughs> thing as to make you think. How dare you, sir? <laughs> it is before the hour of 2 p.m. I, I understand. Yeah, like when we were setting this up, I was like, is 11 a.m. going to work? Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's, it... Oh, no. We're on the tail end of the coffee high. We're evening out right now. So it's oh, cool. Nice. We got the weed setting in. It's very nice. I already ate. Oh, good. Cats are fed and watered. Everything's good. The cats are fed and watered. Uh, so, so like this magazine is, uh, is it's it's primarily weed based, but also is funny. Is there are they actually in print or is this just an online? Magazine? Oh yeah, it's in print. It's oh, in wow. print as well, and you can go online and you can. Uh, they have a Patreon Patreon site, and you can contribute to it and uh, get your subscription that way. Ah. That's how they do uh, subscribing now is you go on there and I think it's like five or 10 bucks a month and you get a one magazine or you get like, there's different things. I forget how Patreon works, but go on there and look it up, man. And, uh, same with the listeners, check it out. It'll be very worth your while. It's super duper funny. No. What was the last article that you did for them? Uh, the last one, uh, what the fuck did I write? I think the last one I did was a album review. Oh, okay. What album? Uh, it's all independent artists, man. I'd have to look it up, dude. I have so many How dare different you? albums in my phone now. I have so many different albums in my phone now. Right. One of the right. last ones that sticks out in my head that you should probably check out is Lord Ellis. Lord Ellis? Have you heard of them? No. It's a band? Lord Ellis, yes. And uh, it's like thrash metal, dude. It's really awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's okay. uh, like CKY and Super Joint Ritual had a baby and it didn't do heroin. <laughs> and it kept their shit straight. <laughs> yeah, right. more straight edge. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. And then, so did you? You actually reviewed this album for that magazine, or you just can't? Yeah, yeah, yeah I reviewed a. I reviewed that album for them. I still have that album on my phone, along with uh, another one was Blow Frogs. I did a album review for a band called Blow Frogs from up there, uh, and surprisingly, the album does not blow frogs. It's <laughs> Pretty it was really, really good, really good music, actually. Oh, blow! I, I enjoy it, man. It's stoked about it, man. Get to learn about all this different music and bands that I otherwise would never get to hear about. Plus, get to write articles on just random weird topics. <laughs> so, like, what's like a weird topic? I mean, you you can't remember anything you've written. Uh, one of the weird topics was swimsuits, <laughs> and what I came up with was. Uh, like I wrote an article about how you can offend your friends with different types of swimsuits you can wear over the summer. <laughs> one of them's I one of those I referenced was a banana hammock. Oh, that's uh, very offensive. Yeah. Uh, that, that oh, that article is actually online. You can go on Savage Henry and read it. So, well, give me an overview. Give me. I mean, I, without giving us the spoilers, but. <laughs> um, but like like I, I don't know, like what the banana hammock was that like number one? Was it a listicle? Like how did you format it? No, no, it wasn't really a list. It was more of a it was an article, man. It was just a article about it's, like, it's just a fucking silly article nonsense. Bro. It's an article about silly nonsense about uh different different articles of clothing you should not wear to the beach because it'll offend other people. 
Or if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. Because who doesn't want a pair of sweaty man whatever's flopping around in their face while they're at the beach? Unintentionally, even more so. Well, how did you how'd you land this gig? When I used to live up in uh, NorCal, I uh, happened to be out somewhere and saw the magazine. It was at a tattoo parlor, I believe, just checking out different spots where we're at. And uh, that happened to be one of the places that they had the magazine. Picked it up, started looking through it, and it said that uh, you could contribute to it. So I just looked into it and started contributing. Oh, <laughs> that's it's just that easy, huh? Uh, sometimes it is, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so they give you a sign? I mean, I, I, yeah, well, they have, a like I said, they have a different theme every month, and they'll give you like a one word or a one phrase kind of topic, and uh, you expand upon that, and if it's good enough and if it fits along with the theme well enough, it'll be in the magazine. That's dope. So European wang wrappers and banana hammocks. <laughs> You, ah there you go you, you found it you can go ahead and look <laughs> that up <laughs> if you're looking for a I, I, I should pro- I, I've, I've slowed down on a lot of things maybe i should sm- uh, slow down a little bit on the weed memory's kind of going that's okay <laughs> it's okay it, it happens to the best of us but i do love these first few sentences it says banana hammocks slut slings the ever impressive penis uh, patch <laughs> Whatever the, fa- <laughs> the oh yeah, that was because I just seen that there was one. I don't know if you'd seen it at the time, but it it didn't really look like it latched onto you anywhere. It was weird, and this looked like a patch that you put over it. Oh yeah, well the only one might, like- might as well have just been that leaf that Adam wore. <laughs> yeah, that they, they just sell those now. Um, the uh, is it the one that sort of like hangs to, like wraps over one side of your body like thigh or something and just sort of like barely rest your balls and your 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 wing yeah it's in nightmare there. fuel man yeah Night- <laughs> nightmare fuel uh well that I, i'm gonna read this because i mean fuck dude penis patch <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> penis patch i mean i try to i i do try to do that with uh the articles that i do get to write mm. is try to do the grab you with something first couple sentences so that way it hooks you in uh, I, I think the last one here is burnt graham crackers and shattered dreams That's, ah that yeah that sad. was about wax <laughs> oh you mean oh like shatter and stuff yeah dude fuck man like so do you do you get down on that shit like shatter and like um the shit well and uh, particularly today would be probably be the day to do that because the date is seven ten, so it's the unofficial day of wax because when you turn seven ten upside down what does it say it says oil oh my god <laughs> well this is a perfect tape for for uh to go on to savagehenrymagazine.com and look up burnt graham crackers and shattered dreams <laughs> and get yourself something uh that's that's dope so so but before your eyes start drooping too much make sure and read a couple articles on savagehenry.com my favorite my favorite video is that rapper who hits dabs and just like passes out and she convulses oh my gosh i've seen a couple of those man there was one uh it was supposed to be i think it said it was snoop dogg's nephew or something like yeah, that yeah 
And uh, he comes in and he's rolling a blunt right there. And uh, he finishes rolling the blunt. They're like, "Ah, oh, no, 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 no! Don't, don't smoke the blunt yet, man. Hit this first. And he's like, "Oh, okay, for sure." And he's trying to do some record-breaking amount of uh, of a dab. Yeah, because he's and like, "I'm, I'm a looking- smoker." Yeah, 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 because everybody that thinks if you're if you're taking down blunts on a daily and not smoking wax or nothing like that, you could handle it. Sure, <laughs> it's not going to tear a hole in your lung because you. <laughs> Cause, yeah, cause, you're not used to that. You're trying to clear like a one foot bong full of just wax smoke. Man, that's just gonna, it's gonna murder you. Best way possible, but you're gonna need a glass of water nearby and a pillow. Yeah, yeah. That and I think that's the same video where he just is like coughing and coughing until he like falls off the couch and then he's just sort of like starts convulsing and shit. Which which, which is scary, which is scary. Like, if you were someone who smoked wax or someone who wasn't used to that kind of shit and you saw that, that might deter somebody from ever putting that in their body. But, like, that's fucking poison. Yeah, it already gets a bad rep for uh, a lot of people say it looks a little, looks like a little much going on with the whole rig set up and everything and the the torch. Yeah. And uh, people just travel with that shit. kind of look a little cracky. You know, it's so fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Like, like seriously, <laughs> I remember people th- seeing videos of people like falling out like that. Uh, the summit kind could be kind of alluring, but uh, a large, larger part of folks that I've talked to uh, find it a little scary. <laughs> it is, dude. It is, and it's kind of unnatural. And like when you see someone pulling out that shit, like the the little blowtorch, they're traveling around. Like they everywhere they go, they're traveling around with this whole like setup of shit just to get high. I I remember seeing somebody do it the first time, and it reminded me of the first time I ever watched someone shoot up. <laughs> and it was just like the most gross thing I've ever seen. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> it's so. Gr- and then and then I was like, "It's a lot different now, though." I mean. There's been so many advancements and so much technology has changed yeah. that you don't have to go through all that kind of thing. You don't have to have the the torch and the glass and all this stuff. There's there's like I guess little contraptions you can get uh, off the good old uh, the interwebs. Uh, like one of them, for example, is a, it's called a honey badger. Mm, and uh, I've heard of that. Have you heard of that? It's just this little box, and it's small enough that you could have it on a necklace. And you just put that, it has a, a spout and then a mouthpiece on the other end. The spout you put into the concentrate and it lights it up and it warms up enough to where you can light it and you can smoke it like that. And you don't need all the other glass stuff. So Which, it's getting a lot more palpable for uh, the masses. Ooh, I like that palpable. I like you busting out that vocabulary, Tommy Lucero. Uh, fucking <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, they got the little pens now that you can just put wax in. and Yeah, it's all really convenient, and it's a lot easier. You don't have to worry about anybody getting mad because, oh, you're smoking pot in my mirror with my kids at the park, or um, why you got to be in the McDonald's ball pit smoking weed like that. You know you can't smoke joints in the goddamn McDonald's. And to that, I say, I paid for my McRiddle. Leave me the fuck alone. Right? But like- you don't have to worry about that anymore because there's pens. There's little, uh, like the honey badger thing I told you. There's a bunch of stuff you can get, and it's not all that uh, intrusive to anybody else. And and with all that technology, you still have people who are like who just love the pageantry of the whole thing, and they just they're still traveling with their fucking torches. 
it's yeah it's so funny i'm just like this is it's insanity that this is how you want to live your life just to like consume concentrated marijuana which i mean god damn that shit puts your dick straight in the dirt like it's just i I can't well if you're uh, if you're one of the uh the newer kids on the block we'll say and you're not really used to getting out in the evening you didn't read the uh, instruction manual on how to party before you went to it then maybe it might be a little bit more difficult but if you have a uh, trained a trained uh, a guide as it were uh, shaman preferably someone named tommy uh, <laughs> the last name is Saro, that will only charge you a small fee to help you with your travels in the lands of concentrate uh, then you should be fine yeah, well, there you go, Tommy for hire, right there. If you if you want a spirit guide uh, to guide you through your first dab experience, Tommy will do it for a nominal fee. It's God pro- help you if you do, but I'm here for you. He's here for you, <laughs> Tommy Lucero. He cares for the people. That, that's nice, though. Keep those pop heads. You get the good say. I, I that, that that's a nice service to provide somebody as they <laughs> fucking convulse. Uh, so, <laughs> oh come on! I would at least turn them on their stomach. They're not going to be that bad, <laughs> right? So I can take their wallet and then go. Yeah. Don't give away my whole business plan, man. I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. You're right. You're, You're going right. to blow up the spot. We're going to all get caught. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> well, you before we got on, you said you were like coming up with topics. I'm actually interested to hear what topics you came up with for this particular podcast, considering how fucking like retarded the show is like what did you come up with <laughs> oh no well it wasn't like specific topics more like uh bullet points oh uh different things going on you know oh like 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 stuff you want to like plug oh yeah yeah oh yeah i'm a show like that no, that's, that's all that's all i was thinking of mike no 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 it's fine it's fine like that i want you to do that i want you to do that we're gonna still hit the topics i came up with i'm just not gonna tell you what they are don't you worry oh okay okay it'll just come up it'll just come up so what if, if <laughs> it has you, to be organic bro not generic i feel you man. this is a this is a whole foods kind of podcast not a not a whataburger not a whataburger <laughs> okay so uh okay i i don't know you might already wait in i know this is all old news but like um since we're talking to a stand up here uh, i was th- i wanted to get your opinion on the whole uh well actually even recent more recent like uh chris hardwick with he him getting out have you heard about chris hardwick um like what happened with him the guy that uh does the talking dead thing yeah he's also a stand-up comedian but I mean, you probably knew that, but uh, he he just lost that Talking Dead gig. He lost uh, all that shit because Ooh, cause, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's touchy, man. I don't know, man. If uh, every every kind of thing like that is somehow based on a little bit of truth, and if that kind of thing was really going on with him, I would say he has a lot of pent up hostility towards Jenny McCarthy because his career started. <laughs> Unsingled out, and if you have to play second fiddle to Jenny McCarthy, I don't know. I don't know what would make you angrier at the uh, opposite sex than that. That's but still, true. that's no, that's no reason if uh, what allegedly happened with that guy happened. Right, then, uh, that's still no excuse. 
Well, I mean, like, I think, I think the, well, I think the, I think what I'm trying to get at is like, do you think that losing your entire career, like him losing his entire career, um, over something that was alleged is how it should go? Or do you think that maybe that was a little much? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it's an interesting, to me, it's an interesting. It's difficult, it's difficult for that because the court of public belief is so much quicker to react than the actual court of a jury of your peers kind of thing. Yeah. If someone says something like that about a, uh, a celebrity in this day and age, nobody cares to find out if it's actually true or there's actually any kind of solid fact behind what they're alleging just right away because, oh, that guy's famous. He must be an asshole. So which, which we're going to put him on a chopping block right away, which I'm, doesn't, I'm not trying to, I'm not discounting anything that anyone said, right. but it just seems that everyone's very quick to react a lot more so than they were. And that's, that's sad. I mean, in, despite the actual cases where uh, there's fucking pulling the monsters out of the closets and from under the beds in Hollywood, that's uh, those the other with Chris Hardwick and shit like that. I'm not, I'm not that big into him, but at the same time, you know, he doesn't. He's not, he's like B level or C level, so don't take away his apartment. Don't take well. I mean, actually, the guy is fucking loaded. He fucking because he has that whole nerdist empire that he built, and now is completely that's right. That's right. He scrub. He scrubbed from that whole website. Now he's not even a part of that. Like he founded that shit, and now he's not even a part of it anymore. Which he has. He left a while ago. And just so everyone knows, kind of what the story was is that an ex girlfriend or ex-wife i can't remember i think it's just an ex-girlfriend said it was like he was bad because you can't even remember if it was his girlfriend or his wife right right so there you go you can definitely take my word for it um the but but the overview is like he was abusive he was she wasn't allowed to have friends he was very controlling only could he was she was only there as like a cum dumpster for him so there's a lot of a lot of the police reports said. <laughs> yes, it, uh, that's the official term they used. It was cum dumpster. Um, she, he used her as a cum dumpster. Uh, so, so I don't know. Like, I don't know if that just what someone says is enough to ruin their career. But I definitely think that if he has wronged her in any way, that he should pay. You know, if he did a crime, he should pay for it. You know, it's like. If that is what happened, then yeah, he should pay for it. I don't know if he should fucking lose his entire life for it, but it's a. I, I think I think what everybody misses is that it, it's like the law well, is supposed to be subjective and like case by case. If you people know? are going to start losing their lives over being assholes, and we're not going to have anybody in government anymore. <laughs> right? Then what are we going to do? I mean, even Al Franken. I'd be a free society of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and then you remember Al Franken, fucking Stuart Smiley. He fucking he he was just making silly photos with somebody, and they and he lost the sun his yeah, Senate seat. But did, did you see those pictures? He was like grabbing her while she's asleep and shit. That was weird. Oh <laughs> no, I did see some stuff like that, but. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know, and, and then without that was, that was a little creepy. Well, no, and without being like crazy and trying to take sides because no one knows what the fuck really happened. You know, like for all these things, for all these incidents that are happening, no one really knows what exactly happened. And I think you're kind of right with that whole like. There's probably a base of truth somewhere in that, you know, all the time. But then there are crazy people who just make shit up. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like, the the amount of truth that could be going on. Who I mean, who really knows except those two people? Right. And so, should like the person who's being accused of things that you know no one can really prove or disprove, should that person lose their entire like career and like? I know? think that a certain level uh, of some sort of justice should be done, but. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to plummet some poor guy <laughs> into like bag boy at Ralph's all of a sudden. <laughs> guy's gonna guy's gonna hurt himself, you know. <laughs> unless unless like they come out of it on the other end of that dark tunnel, some sort of amazing Goliath of you know self self healing and self awareness i don't which i don't think a lot of those people are built that way yeah predators gonna, generally themselves. yeah yeah predators usually don't give a fuck but i mean but then you have like these extreme cases like like bill cosby the cos who who fucking like has like 70 some cases against them and now there has to be some kind of like base of truth of that too because like 70 women don't just like get together and like hey we're gonna we're gonna take this motherfucker. yeah there there wasn't like some meeting in topanga canyon somewhere i'm sure that <laughs> like all of a sudden they just got together and like hey fuck dr huxtable i doubt that happened <laughs> right i mean i hate those goddamn sweaters too but <laughs> not to the point of you know let's all make something up like i'm sure i'm sure because even in court a court of law they already yeah, yeah. <laughs> they already found guilt there so right it's it, that's uh and plus time is already ravaging that man Oh my god! Have you looked at him? Oh my he, god. he has double cataracts, doesn't he? he He's blind, dude. Like his eyes staring off one way, his other eyes staring off another way. He just barely he can move. He's starting to look like the old man from Poltergeist. That's how bad he's doing. <laughs> yeah, like mi minus the hair. <laughs> yeah, but he's he looks like he should. Be, well, I mean, yeah, he looked. Yeah, yeah, he's a predator. He scares me yeah that that and that's weird like that guy is weird especially when he's out there like criticizing other comedians for swearing and shit and telling people like you need to pull up your pen and like that's the thing like and that's the um that you've seen dave Chappelle's last specials or maybe the i can't remember which one it was but like one of the more recent ones where he's talking about yeah. the juxtaposition between how how uh equanimity one he rapes but he saves or, or something like was that like the he had like a little tag it was like he rapes but he saves and and all the good he did for the black community and all that time he's over here fucking raping women and you know like what it's a weird fuck like it 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 just shows how like complicated human beings can be that they can the same thing with uh that sandusky it's not that complicated though no, like, you're right. i mean 
if a, if somebody is bringing women to their house, drugging them, and then having their way with them, that's that's pretty cut and dry. That's uh, <laughs> You're that's pretty. No, the, I, the jury should not have been gone. The jury shouldn't have had to leave their jury box. They probably came up with it right there. Right, but I, I'm just saying in general how like somebody can be one thing and also another thing, and then also another like the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Yeah, you know, like people people aren't always surface. You know, like not like most people aren't surface. I mean, they're well uh, to get quite real with you for a minute. Uh, I've been going through therapy. Oh, really? And, uh, I've been discussing a lot of that stuff and finding out that uh, that's a that's a lot of the people just in everyday life you know uh when you meet somebody as in when you also first start dating anybody uh that's more of a job interview that's more of an interview like the first interview of if you want to spend more time with that person if you want to do anything with that person in your life and if they do somehow get into your world and start having any kind of uh, to do with it then you'll eventually see the flip side of that coin and see who that person really is. And it's just, it makes, it's made me uh, start choosing people in my life a lot more carefully and uh, start having people go through the turnstile and exit out. So, (laughs) yeah unfriending uh, those bot accounts <laughs> yeah uh, finding out that uh this amazing person that we've been you know messaging back and forth they've been liking my statuses i've been liking theirs turns out that's actually a 56 year old man <laughs> metaphorically speaking now we're <laughs> just so people have yeah, we lost we're all metaphors, we're all metaphors. <laughs> Or maybe, or maybe a man and a wife beater sitting in a trailer somewhere in the south, right. probably Louisville. Uh, <laughs> it's Louisville. They they say Louisville. <laughs> this was all over messaging. I don't know what the accent is. <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't read accents. Uh, Hypothetically. <laughs> so so you've been just sort of like uh, going through your list of people and like like what are the determining factors for you to sort of like kind of like um, exile getting overly personal right know? of course of course uh, just uh, examining my past and uh, going through and seeing where those relationships have led uh, be it chemical or otherwise uh, negative emotional stuff uh, just start hacking them off you know absolutely get those fucking barnacles off man they're fucking terrible no you know and and i'm i've been talking about it for a while and now that i got my um now that i got my insurance i i'm thinking i'm gonna do some therapy too because i, I just can't go on like this i'm a fucking like it's like i wake up and i'm just angry it's like why am i angry like what the fuck did yeah that? there's a there's a reason <laughs> There is a reason oh, you just have to find it. I right. can I can only speculate with uh, a person of your uh, artistic stature. <laughs> My artistic uh, stature. The level, the level of emotional 
and mental scarring that's gone on in you. Well, yeah. So for somebody that has, that has so much talent, you must have watched someone get murdered at some point in your life. And you're just blocking <laughs> it out. No, I, I appreciate that. First of all, thank you. But uh, also, That's my way of getting a compliment. I appreciate. You must have watched someone get murdered because you are an amazing artist. That's actually <laughs> in a like really weird, sadistic way. That is a nice compliment. Like it's like, oh, thanks, Tommy. Um, as as you calling me weird and sadistic also is a compliment. You're welcome. I, I some mean, level, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, it it's um. Because, uh, it, like, there's only so much you can talk through with friends and stuff. I feel like maybe I need to talk to a complete stranger in order to, like, really get in deep and just... I'm just looking for tools, you know? Like, tools to sort of, like, coast through a day without... Helping, helping mechanisms and uh, some way to strengthen your own ability to work out any kind of difficult situation you might find yourself in uh, as opposed to uh, find, find a positive way as opposed to a negative way to work through those. That's what, that's what I work. That's what I've been working on. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because like people beat themselves up so much all the time. Like certain people do like, I don't know. Do you have that about yourself? Are you like, if you like, don't, if you don't go I'm over a crowd, well, do you go home and beat yourself up? Be like, what the fuck? I'm an idiot. No, those, are, those have always been learning experiences. Mm. Uh, I think there's only been like one time that it was like, oh my God, that was fucking horrible. But uh, every other time, I mean, sure, it could be jarring, but it's all learning experiences. And that's why you're supposed to record them. Because if it, if it does go visibly bad to you, you can go back and uh, review it and see where, what did I do wrong? How was I a piece of shit? tonight and uh i fix that for a later occasion hmm now what so so you don't take the comedy thing to heart as much but do you take like your personal issues and, and like you know and if i'm getting too personal we could just move on but like i'm saying like in life do you have like a negative uh, uh a view of yourself or do you have a good positive view of yourself like where what do you how do you view yourself and, and like how do you treat Much yourself more positively over the past couple years i think mm. uh, with uh with the uh, self-work that i've been doing with therapy and whatnot I've, i i like to think that i'm a little bit more uh positive about myself uh, i don't really i'm don't really rely too much on anything else except my own personal opinion and uh that's doing me a lot better than asking asking too much of other people i guess yeah trying to get approval or something that they don't have any business really giving to you or want to give to you yeah, or the only person that can uh, the only person that can make you feel better about yourself is yourself and once you uh once you figure that out and find your, it's going to sound retarded. Once you figure it out and you find your center and you find your positive aspects for life and you find your reason to be, um, things clear up and masks are more easily taken off. Mm. Catch my drift? 
I do. And uh, shit, I was going to ask you. Um, fuck. I had the question. It was off of something you said. What did you just say? No, I know what you just said. I, it was beautiful. And it was nice. But have, have you found. Fu- you were eloquent. That was nice. Uh, have, have, so you're finding yeah, more of your you're finding more of your center. Is that translating to your comedy at all? Like, do you find that you're getting better at comedy as you get better, like with your own mental, you know, I'm state? more satisfied with it. I mean, I'm still, uh, I'm still doing jokes and stuff, but uh, right. From what I gather via unsolicited. Uh, compliments and the uh unsolicited uh that was really good what was the last one uh someone told me you're getting a lot more personal and i wish that i could be that comfortable uh as you are <laughs> that's that's that was that's really nice actually yeah that was one of the last compliments from the last show i did uh i was like really wow thanks man uh it just gets more fun yeah. when you're not. And plus, I really like to do bar shows, so I get to talk to people more mm. as opposed to uh, club shows and stuff. Where club shows, you can still do that, but sometimes bar shows, you have to work a little more for their attention. Because yeah. not locked into a stage of stage lights and all that. Right. They're more locked into what they're doing. Right, yeah, bars can tend to be like there's TVs on, people are there just drinking casually, trying to cool off from work, and whereas like a club is... I don't even know there's going to be a show happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like a comedy club, people go to laugh and or bachelorette parties. Um, Yeah. The the what I what I remember what I was going to ask you because you said um, finding your purpose to be. uh, Do you feel like you found your purpose to be? it's a little more clear every day but I feel there's much more purpose to life now as opposed to maybe two three years ago yeah yeah it was just a di- you're in a different place I found a purpose <laughs> and what's what is it making myself happy I like it I like it a lot. I think I think that's I think that's where I need to go. And yeah, I really want to try therapy because it's like one of the last things. You know, what I've been doing is microdosing on mushrooms, <laughs> and I was like, "This will fix me." No, it's not bad actually, and it has helped. It has helped with like just being able to like give myself a second to like not just like freak out or like start just getting going being down on myself. It gives you like that like few like that millisecond of time before those like negative thoughts start creeping in and just start just taking over your whole entire fucking day. I mean, cause I, I mean, do you have those kind of like loop thoughts where you're just like ha- going over and over the same fucking stupid thing over and over, just making yourself more upset, or is that not really your bag? Well, that's what the therapy was for, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I was just curious, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, we all go into a dark place sometime, man, and sometimes it takes a little bit more to pull us back out of that hole. Yeah, which yeah. is why you have to be able to find your reason to not go into that hole. There's no, there's no amount of anything anybody else can put on you that's going to be worse than what you can put on yourself. 
So, like they say, you're your own worst critic. Try and not be so fucking critical of what you do. Yeah. There's also that old, like, proverb or whatever where it's like, um, no matter what you do, you're always going to, like, pain is going to come into your life, but you choose to suffer. It's like, it's like you're always, like, no matter what you do, no matter how high you ride the wave, like, it's going to crash sometimes. Something, something terrible is going to happen in your life, but whether you fucking, it's how you recover from that and not how you suffer yeah. from it. So, yeah, man. Like I always say, peaks and valleys, bro. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. You can't have a little sunshine if you don't walk through a rainstorm now and again. And you can't appreciate that sunshine unless you've had fucking water in your face. <laughs> yeah. so i need your goddamn shoes those squishy shoes well that yeah you, you can you can enjoy a little happiness if you've never walked in squishy shoes that's a good way to <laughs> that's on your gravestone that's what's your that's what's gonna be a tommy's gravestone the <laughs> <laughs> no it's gonna be a plaque because <laughs> i'm gonna be having my ashes oh. spread over the rock and roll hall of fame oh in cleveland that's a that's an interesting place why Cleveland yeah. and why why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because that thing's bullshit anyway. Why would they care if my ashes are on it? <laughs> they were like, so the janitor has to come out, sweep you up, <laughs> throw you in the tree. Another goddamn ashes, goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, in Cleveland, of all places. <laughs> it's just a funny I thought that they'll be like... Well, you, you, don't like the, you don't like the Major League movies? What do you got against the Indians, man? Uh, Besides the name... <laughs> Besides the horribly <laughs> offensive name, um, well, baseball is goddamn boring. Um, like it's like the worst game ever. Fucking it, it's golf and then baseball. It's like I don't know which one's more horrible to have to witness. I think baseball beats out golf because sometimes a ball will go like shooting down like center field and plow somebody in the head, you know. But other than that, it's just like so stupid. Like I just can't stand I like, it. I, I like to think. Um, more so now I can find fun, a uh, good aspect of anything Yeah, like that. Now I, the only sports I really ever liked were uh, basketball I, for some reason and hockey. Oh. Those are the two sports I really enjoy watching, but people like to watch other shit. I'm not always at my house. Um, NASCAR, <laughs> love watching NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. NASCAR. NASCAR. Like NASCAR, you can always hope for an explosion, or right? A fireball flying down that uh, raceway—that's fun to watch. Yeah, it's but cold. another fun thing to play is uh, how many people are on meth in that crowd. <laughs> and when they pan over the crowd, you can see people that look like they're chewing on their own face, <laughs> and it's amazing <laughs> to be awestruck at the level. of chemicals they're able to get into talladega <laughs> i can't go in there unless i got it in well i mean it's funny that people are like so worried like like a me it's funny to think like a meth addict who's like only purpose in life is to like get more meth has somehow afforded a ticket to nascar <laughs> and like is in there chewing their own face off doing they hand them out in the parking lot like a grateful dead concert what do you mean afford it <laughs> that's true it's like, i need a miracle <laughs> <laughs> cletus get your ticket boy <laughs> no man but i like watching anything like that i mean there's always something 
fun to be had from any kind of sporting event you watch. Like baseball, baseball is fun. Not as much as when they did steroids, but it's still fun. Yeah, and it doesn't look like a much look like MLB in a demo mode like it once did. <laughs> it used to look they looked like monsters, and it was it was amazing to yeah. watch what looked like uh, one of those Funko bobble dolls playing a <laughs> playing a sporting event. It looked all just so amazing, and yeah. now now it's just it's impressive now. So still be able to watch uh, men get angry enough over a game to fight each other <laughs> while they wear them stupid little hats. <laughs> the, 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 um, it's funny now because now I think about it, like you see baseball players today, they look like the baseball players from 1919, except for like Babe Ruth and shit. They were like, he was smoking cigars and yeah, fucking yeah, eating good. and shit. But like the rest of them, they're all like these skinny little guys just sort of fucking like swinging sticks around and shit. But you're absolutely right. Like the days of like Jose Canseco and like Ryan Nolan or Nolan Ryan. Ryan, whatever the fuck his name is, all those fucking just like huge fucking swole ass dudes just fucking breaking bats over their knees and shit, like roiding out on fucking. Like what happened in the days of uh of uh, uh who was it? I think it was Lawrence Taylor broke someone's knee while he was all jacked up on coke or something <laughs> like that. You don't have that anymore. What happened? That was amazing, right? <laughs> Like bring, those like sports stories like that are awesome. Bring drugs but, uh, back to sports. The name, the name, uh, <laughs> makes sports drugged up again. Yeah, man. I mean, like fucking the, the who threw a no hitter while he was on acid. I forget the name of the pitcher. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy. That's amazing, though. That's like to me, that's incredible. Why don't they reintroduce hard drugs into sports? Like heavily reintroduce them into sports, not hockey. Because those guys will take off their skates and stab each other, but like, <laughs> and like, oh god, football! Could you imagine football? Football on, uh, like D ball, uh, steroids or like human growth hormones and stuff like oh, that, dude. Yeah, they'd all look like Sabretooth from X Men. It'd be amazing. <laughs> they should have like, um, they should have a separate league. They should have like you have MLB and then you have like DMLB or like uh, I don't know steroid MLB whatever you want to call it MLB on acid HDHLB yeah yes exactly it'll be growth hormone league baseball dude commissioner is Jose Canseco there there it is i mean but but i think that would be awesome and it's not as like gruesome because you know everybody's like saying that we're headed towards the day of gladiators where we're just gonna be watching people like kill each other on fucking facebook live which we already yeah, do right well i mean they kind of stop yeah, it for, but <laughs> but if they had just a separate league for take as much drugs as you want fucking league we don't piss test league Come on in, fuck it. I think the guys peeling over on the first snap of the ball. Oh, but but that <laughs> would be, be amazing. That would be. Oh my god, this is a fucking good idea, Tommy Lucero. I think I think this guy just staring at one of silver corner. I I I uh, could you repeat that because you broke out. There'd be a guy just staring at one of the lights or something <laughs> on the corner of the field. Yeah. <laughs> He's just in space somewhere, not even paying attention. Oh, my God. One dude whipping the ground. 
<laughs> or or it's a mandatory drug league where like you have to and there's themes for each night it's like tonight we're doing methamphetamine and then the next night it will be like cocaine next night hey ron or or and oh then god you don't want to follow that night with that night people tear their faces <laughs> okay 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 cocaine and then um let's see ease but, it up man ease it up we're gonna have to come up with some sort of some sort of uh even keel of a put for the hghlb here <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna be all all uppers we're gonna have to have a night of barbiturates followed by a night of uppers so you got just to keep them I mean, no one's going to really want to watch uh, a bunch of guys sleeping on the field uh, for the barbecue. But I mean, nobody wants to watch baseball now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, but it'll be in pretty many either way. I would, I think, I would be more prone to watch it if, if, if I knew that tonight was barbecue at night and that um, you know, homeboys, just, some of them might just be out in the field just hanging out, <laughs> like not even doing shit. <laughs> uh, Doc Ellis is the guy who. Um, pitched the no hitter on acid. Nice, Doc Ellis. I can remember that. Just, just so, uh, just so you know, and I know, and everyone else. Now knows. we can remember the legend and the name. There you go. And and Doc Ellis. That's a good ass name. That's a fucking solid name. So is Tommy Lucero. Tommy Lucero is a is a is a is a solid name. Like, what else could you have been? Maybe like a, a luchador or. Like like one of the Mexican wrestlers, or uh, well, thankfully I am of the brown persuasion, so I could be anything in the service field. <laughs> I could be a gardener. <laughs> could be a gardener, or as we as we call it, a landscape technician. There you go. Uh, yeah, he make it. He make anything sound nice, you know. You you know dishwasher attendant. I don't know. You know the white people are the landscapers out here in Ohio, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember going to Texas and they white people crazy. Well, well, in Texas, like there's a lot of Mexicans too, which is that's weird. But <laughs> but like here in Ohio, we have. Do they make them all wear matching uh, uniforms there too? <laughs> Do they help? Yeah, actually, the guy who cuts my mom's lawn, they all have like T-shirts that all say the name on there. But I think that's common. But but I I remember uh, no it wasn't like that it was like uh, it looked like Dickies outfits or something like that <laughs> it and, uh, might be it was all white food it was so weird <laughs> they all have Dickies on so yeah it, well white. I mean I don't know if like Dickies was sponsoring every landscaper in Texas right but, uh, but at the time I remember I was like wow they all those are wearing Dickies suits that's pretty neat Dickies suit no well I mean. Y- like uh if people don't know especially here in ohio uh dickies can tend to be worn by mexicans and even other brown people so <laughs> it's it could be so out here the, out here uh i remember actually out here like the white kids in my school were wearing dickies but i think they were just trying to be like the black kids <laughs> so uh, oh, you're like like when kids used to wear those cross colors when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. I'm old. Hey, hey. When I was <laughs> when I was a kid too, man. I, I listened to rap. I fucking I was wearing baggy jeans and shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I wasn't part of that <laughs> part of that cultural appropriation. Which God, that is such a stupid. When uh, word. when you were when you were younger, were they doing the the rave clothes too? Oh yeah, we're like was that is that Jinkos? No, that's skater. Yes, that was, was it Jinko. Jinko's? Yeah. yeah, big yep. like wide leg pants and like sucking on pacifiers and 
Yeah, all the awkward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's stupid. Like always, like doing weird things with their hands in front of your face, like they're fucking some well, kind yeah, of wizard. They were, they were dancing with their hands because they were still feeling the effects from the K the night before. <laughs> they're still in that hole. The that's that's them trying to climb out of the hole. <laughs> that's the, the only way they could do it. Is hand dance. That's the only way to combat a K hole is to dance with your hands furiously <laughs> oh man i have you ever seen praise dancing before no it's incredible uh i went to uh amazing. <laughs> it, it is it is well it, it's predominantly in the black community the black church um yes uh i went to a funeral for my my wife's uh grandmother died and she was a big figure in the community so like this whole place was just standing room only hot as balls everyone cramped into this fucking little church and and uh, and i was the only white person there i just wanted which i i don't even claim white i'm mexican but (laughs) Everyone looks at me. Both together, Mike. Okay, okay. Here we go. We're going. We're we're moving forward. Uh, So they, uh, so this girl comes out and they start playing like a gospel song, and she starts doing like um, like butterfly moves, and she's like um, she's like her hands are going out, like like uh, like they're spreading, like angel wings coming back in, and she's doing like it's interpretive dance, but for praising, and I, I mean like. It was beautiful, but I was smiling the whole time because it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, now are you allowed to spark a joint in there, or to only use a vape pen? Uh, I, I would think that would all get boosted way up. <laughs> I think I think everybody would start doing fucking praise dancing. Then, um, no, the the family is <laughs> pretty against that. Like, um, it, it's uh, funny. It's it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty amazing though. I don't, I've never seen that before. No, it's cool. It's beautiful. I I appreciated it, and I'm not making fun of it. But I was laughing because I've never seen anything like that. And so when I don't, if I've never seen something that's kind of even funny, I'm just like sitting there like, oh god, oh god, and trying not to be a, the asshole like snickering because well but, it's it kind of sounds like how they dance at jack johnson concerts <laughs> it's kind of yeah a little bit more style you know a little bit more rhythm involved but yeah i would hope mike jesus is watching <laughs> jesus you're dancing for jesus and he fucking judges he fucking judges you get out there and you dance <laughs> you make jesus proud yeah, it, it was cool, <laughs> it, it, but it but it was funny that uh, you, you're saying like spark a joint because like when what you do find like in these like church like very religious black people tend to be really conservative when it comes to that kind of stuff. So they just see it as drug use. So I don't think um, it would be accepted. Um, <laughs> it's too bad because uh, it would help a lot of stuff in the older folks community. I think so. I think so. I think, you know, like fucking maybe some of these assholes in Washington just smoke weed or something, you know, <laughs> like, like maybe there, there's certain I think, people. I think some of them do since they have such an affinity towards uh, taco bowls. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought he's been sober since 2005. Someone said that um, once. That's fake news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course, it's fake news. Uh, so. So how how is San Diego like? How is like I've only been gone for a year, but like how is it like? Does it feel like it's like all uh, I see? Beautiful. We just had a nice little uh, heat wave here for the last week or so. It, it let up uh, about a day or so, a day ago, I believe. But uh, 
we had a pretty good heat wave running here. Hmm, that's nice. So was it like a hundred degrees at the beach or something? Uh, it was a hundred and six. Oh, bleh. is what it said on my phone one day. Oh God. And, uh, I also I work. My jobby job is as a cook. Oh, fun. So on Fourth of July, when it was a hundred and six, uh, I was cooking and working. So, so yeah. you were back there slaving yeah. over the stove, sweating into people's food. Well, well that's how you get the flavor, baby. <laughs> that Lucero touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In more ways than one. But <laughs> hey. I work at a bar, so uh, it makes it even more, even more uh, interesting when you get that that level of distress happening when you're cooking. Oh yeah, and, and people have a few drinks in them, and they start fucking like yelling at the waitress and shit, and and then the waitress is yelling at the cooks, well, and then the dishwasher is being yelled at by everybody. Oh well, yeah, it's a nice little uh, trickle down effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dishwasher is the brunt of all <laughs> of all the pain that everyone has to endure. Thankfully, t- I'm under the overhead fan cooking, so I can't hear anything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're just yelling. All you see is people just mouthing stuff at you. That's nice. I turn around and it's like a silent film with no, uh, no <laughs> caption. And just yeah. So, are you, what what part of town do you live in, Tommy? <clears throat> right now, I live in the North Park area. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because you were at OB for a little bit. That's when I met you. You were in OB. And now yeah, in yeah. I was uh, living the life of a uh, a Tommy on the run in OB. Mm. <laughs> Yo, fucking, I miss OB, though, man. Like, I'm in Ohio right now. I'm in Toledo, Ohio, and it's, like, 98 degrees, like, 80% humidity, and fucking, I just don't, I don't leave my air-conditioned house. I don't leave. I just stay in here. <laughs> I don't like that heat. Um, I I uh, like where I live now. Uh, I like how life is now. Hmm. Uh, I do miss a lot of the chaos and mayhem that went along with living in ocean beach yeah i mean there's so much going on all the time and there's so much so much of everything going on all at once uh that when you move or when i moved rather and uh it slowed down i had to get used to it hmm yeah Uh, it's just so much different than it was before now yeah, I feel that. You know what else I see on Facebook and shit? Everyone's saying, oh, my rent went up $500. I guess I'm homeless. That's <laughs> I see that happening a lot now, which uh-huh. which which is disconcerting. You know, like, I, I fucking, because I moved from San Diego being, like, very busy, always in motion or in traffic, and fucking, and I went to Ohio where, like, there's no traffic, not busy at all and guess what it's about to be colder than fucking shit so <laughs> it was a it was a rough winter <laughs> it's a it's a, you know but but it, it's been okay because uh i'm able i'm starting to work now again i'm starting to work as a musician oh, yeah, again yeah. so like it's night like my confidence is coming back and like i'm shaking off like the winter depression and shit so it's like <laughs> i'm coming back baby yeah, you're getting out there a lot more man i've been following you as well and seeing you getting out there and yeah man no going around doing things it, it uh, south by southwest and some that's a good pull nice gig oh yeah it was awesome man i loved it there was a bar there called nothing but a g-string 
and um, it, it, it is just a bunch of thick girls in bikinis serving you. It's amazing. Fucking amazing. Uh, Austin, that you is. You described my version of heaven. <laughs> it is. It was. Austin's incredible, man. Fuck it. I think, yeah, we stopped in Dallas, too. But we're going back to Austin at the end of August. And then we're going to Corpus Christi and then Albuquerque. And that's all I'm doing because I can't make oh, it. Oh, Corpus. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you ever run across the band called Hard Candy from Corpus Christi? No, but I will. They uh, are good friends of mine. And uh, if they're still touring out like I think they are, their guitarist, uh, whose name I will not say on air, go look him up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he, he would know a lot of, my, of younger Tommy stories. And uh, he's also a great guy to hang out with, great to party with. The band Hard Candy, Corpus Christi. I'm going to have to look him up, and then I might have to like reach out to the guitarist and, and try to get him to talk about young Tommy stories. I was blacked out around that kid a lot. That <laughs> was where some... Those were some very blacked out days for Tommy. Oh, black! Now blacking out. Are you still drinking? Do you still drink? I eased up a lot. Mm. I'll say. I uh, try my best to not get into uh, that state anymore. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, uh, no, it's uh, it's not a good, it's not a good look. So so grow up a little bit. So you so if you do drink, it's like maybe one or two, and then you know I gotta go or whatever. I know cutoff points. Oh, no limit. You have a sh- you have a fucking off switch. Damn, I do. That's amazing. Like I, I, I always fuck- I have a never turn on switch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The, the, I, that was my problem, man. Like I fucking I just didn't have an off switch. It's like I would get to that point where I'm like, hey, it's Mike. He's charming. He's nice. He's you know funny. He can crack a joke. Blah blah blah. Maybe swoop in on this chick till like I'm it's grabbing your tits now. Yeah, it's a thin. Well, oh, that's a little much, bro. And yes, I agree. Bro. I agree. No, I agree. It's awful. No, but, uh, I don't know. There's a thin line between life of the party uh, and I am now puking in your child's clothes hamper. So <laughs> That's too specific not well, to have happened. Well, I mean, well, I want you to have me on again, so I want to have a lead into the next stories for next time. <laughs> okay. But you've got be, to be really careful because, I mean, people can get very carried away, as myself mm. has gotten very carried away in my life and uh it's a bad look man shouldn't do it i i agree with you man that's why i just abstain altogether i just can't like it's just not happening for me it, it, it like i could i, I think i could I, i'm confident confident i could go out and drink and have a good time and stop if i did to decide to do it again but then i would probably want to do it again the next night and then by the third night in a row it's over you know it's just like waking up and drinking <laughs> like it's just oh. yeah it's um, for quite a few people it's very easy to get into that routine uh, where you need to wake up and you have the fixer in the morning oh fixer uh, oh yeah the fixer that that's a thing oh yeah and uh, many many of people through many a hard morning <laughs> but you that when you start needing it like that and you start uh, becoming somebody that carries a bottle of something around with you or that kind of thing. If you're not going out just for a good time and you have a flask on you, then you have to have it on you all the time. 
then uh, you, need, you need to take stock and uh, <laughs> reassess your life, sir. Yeah, because it's it's not working out like like your parents want. Believe me, <laughs> this is not what your mother wanted for you. Um, no, the ovaries did not sign on for that. Oh, mom's ovaries. Are you close with your mom? Yeah, super close with mom. That's awesome. Yeah, fucking. I don't know. I don't. I don't know Mexican boy who isn't fucking close with their mom. It's like fuck, dude. It's my mom. Well, I mean, someone had to raise me. Who did? So my mom. Someone had to. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone had to put up with all that shit, and through all of the bullshit. Someone had to put up with Hurricane Tommy. That was teenage life. So Hurricane Tommy, fucking just demolishing everything in his path. Pretty much, you know, when they uh, in the old Warner Brothers cartoons, when they open up the crate and the Tasmanian Devil's in there, yeah, blah, 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 yeah, pretty much, <laughs> much. That was me. <laughs> That's right. Um, Tommy, we're we're coming close to the end here. Uh, can you give me like, you got any websites or any upcoming shows you want to promote or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah a couple projects in the work actually uh, i'm working on an album right now uh oh really recording done yeah oh that's working so cool dude. Album finally, and, and uh just trying to get some more audio and uh get a good set that i'm comfortable with having people listen to and then i'm gonna get that up on the interwebs on the radio apps like the pandoras mm-hmm. and the spotify's and whatnot when that happens, I'll send you a link for that. Oh, please do, and and, uh, and then you can come back on. We'll talk all about it. How how is it? So like, how you're trying to get an hour together? Yeah, yeah, an hour forty five. Either one. I'm I'm hoping for the hour, but 40. I don't want to be taking too long because it's already running a little long. Because I'm not, I'm not a, like we said before. We're our own worst critic, and I've been pretty fucking critical. <laughs> well, yeah, and and like that's a good thing, but it can easily turn bad as well. I mean, it's like you need yeah, to, you um, need to be hypercritical of what you're putting out there and like what you want. But at in yeah, the end um, of the day, you yeah. gotta like, it's like okay, this is as good as I'm gonna get it right now, and then fucking let's just do this. What what was that? Oh, like right now, it's more of like I want certain bits, and uh, I want them to all be able to be cohesive, mm. and I want it to. <laughs> I want I want to be pleased. <laughs> I demand satisfaction from myself. That's, there's nothing wrong with that man that's that's fucking yeah. awesome actually like that's that's yeah. real cool like uh another you- thing i've been doing uh my friend david david bat of king bat entertainment hey he's been doing some uh indie hip-hop shows and he's been good enough to allow me to be part of them as host and i'm going to be hosting another one uh this friday actually at uh, in spring valley at the bancroft is where he's doing it and they're always they're always pretty filled out, man. They're good shows, and the artists are always really, really su- surprisingly still indie because they're all so good. Do do you find uh, do you find like like music shows and stuff kind of hard to win over a crowd uh, at those things, or do you, are is it just well when you're coming at them and uh, you're the host and you're the guy that's bringing everybody up and mm. all that kind of thing, then they're pretty cool about it i mean right. it's been been good so far yeah you can slip in jokes because you're the guy who's bringing the guy up gotcha so. yeah and thankfully uh it's a good crew of guys and we're all 
we all worked pretty closely together on these projects and they're it's just like talking to my friends. So it makes it another level of comfort that is usually not there. Um, in the San Diego comedy scene, who is a comic that you really just are, um, you're really like really watching or like, you know, like you really, you're really respecting right now. And, and I know it might be hard to just single out one person because I'm sure you have a lot uh, of friends, the but... comics, A lot of the comics that I respect in San Diego, uh, the newer comics, uh, come. there's some amazing comedians in our community, one of them being uh, Megan Sewell. Funny, funny as all get out. She's a hilarious woman, and uh, you should look her up, Megan Sewell. Jaleesa, uh, as I said, she's hilarious. She's got a lot going on right now, and uh, she's on the verge of exploding onto the entertainment center, uh, scene right now. It's got a lot happening. Check her out. Jaleesa Johnson. Jaleesa. J-A-L-E-E-S-A Johnson. Johnson. Is she black? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just... You said Johnson and, and Jaleesa. I, I'm, not that it matters. Okay, why'd you have to turn it into that? <laughs> there you, Tommy. I haven't said anything, Michael. I know. <laughs> you know what I you did. I know exactly what I did. And another one is uh, Russell Brock, a personal friend of mine and a comic at the comedy. Smart, real smart comedy. He's, But he also has some good dick jokes. So oh, no. he's something for everybody. Dapper dresser and headliner of my next main tap show. <laughs> nice. He's funny as shit too, man. Russell Brock, check him out. I will check. Uh, the list goes on and on. I got a bunch of comics that uh, I really look up to and think are hilarious, which is a good chunk of the comedy scene uh, in San Diego and uh, NorCal. Actually, there's some comedy up there that you should check out if you're ever up that way. Uh, Coincidentally, from the Savage Henry crew. <laughs> nice. The um, I was actually when you said chunk, it reminded me of something I was going to ask you. Do you have like? big chunks in your in your sets or do you uh or do you keep it like short like rapid fire jokes or like what what's your like depends on the crowd and depends on the flow once i start mm -hmm. so but uh i have some i have one-liners i have stories uh i try to keep it a little bit little mixed for everybody do you have like hold your concentration keep you laughing do you have like 15 minute chunks or 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 you know what i mean am i using the right terminology i think i'm using the right like 15 minute bits yeah yeah stuff like just like chunks of bits where you just like have bits that sort of segue and or you have like several bits oh, to sort well, of segue yeah, together I guess so. yeah i get what you're saying, I, what you're saying. I, yeah. I don't know i think i might be using the wrong terminology <laughs> I, mean, I, don't I, do, I do what you mean though but yeah man uh like there'll be a like a ten minute story that leads into a couple one liners or mm. a seven minute story that leads into a one liner into a one liner kind of thing. I I like that kind of thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I do that. Can and and when you have to do like five minute spots, is it pretty easy for you to distill down to a five minute thing or three minutes? Is that is that something that comes easy for you or one liner? <laughs> Just one one liner. <laughs> That's all you get. One one liner. You get one. <laughs> And then I'm out. I want my drink tickets. I'm going. 
but but uh you know what i mean is that is that something that's easy for you to do or is it something that you don't prefer to do like how does or is is it just i prefer to do any any and all spots oh, look at you. <laughs> you look at you. but uh three three minutes like the shorter the set that's it determines on uh what material you're gonna do you know because if you go to an open mic and you're doing new material you're only going to get three minutes. Mm. So that helps you a lot to whittle that stuff down so you're not doing a dissertation to your audience about yeah. uh, the subject that you might feel really passionately about, but you're just not getting it across, uh, which is what open mics are for. It helps you whittle down and chop the fat. And that helps you later on for those shorter stuff. Right on, man. Now, I, I, I got another question for you, and it's like kind of off topic, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, especially when we are talking about our our mental uh, state. Uh, on, uh, do you watch the Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Jerry Seinfeld thing? Yeah, I've seen a couple. Well, there was one where Dana Carvey, it's the new season that just came out. Dana Carvey was on it, and it was like the most amazing question, and I'm just going to take his question because i think it's so good uh he asked jerry seinfeld is like when do you feel most loved and i just thought that was so nice and so tommy lucero when do you feel most loved in the morning when i wake up and the dogs are all staring at me when they notice i wake up they'll start licking my face and uh, this all converge on me at once. Oh, that's really sweet, man. I think that's a great way to I end. My <laughs> your puppies, your your animals. You they when your animals are like, hey, there he yeah. is, he's back. The fur babies. The yes. Fur babies. <laughs> Dude, Tommy, thank you so much, man, for coming back on the show. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time out of your day, uh, and um, you know, chatting it up. Thank you very much for having me back again, Mike. I really appreciate it. And, dude, for real, uh, let me know. It's what... like you've gotten to me at different points of my life now. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, it's, it's it's just how it goes, man. Like, I, I just, I, you've always been a great guest. You've always been someone who, like, came and, like, just you're ready to go. And, yeah, and I just thought that would be nice to kind of revisit this and uh, see how see how things have been going. It sounds like it's been going great. And dude, for real, it's weird because uh, thinking about it, uh, last time I was with you, I was dirty, gross version of me, <laughs> and uh, sailing the single them. Uh, now uh, I've had a girlfriend for the last uh, year and a half now. Wow! And yeah, that's who I live with, man. You cleaned uh, up. You cleaned up your act a bit, and uh, yeah. you're finding happiness yeah, you gotta, with yourself. Get a hold of yourself, man. That's what you got to do. Rain in. For sure. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm working on now. I'm working on reining it in so I'm not just this fucking psychopath just running the streets. Uh, There's a place for being psycho, and that's called a stage. <laughs> exactly. Let it out up there. You go up there and you do it. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> If the therapist cancels, God, I hope there's a stage that night. <laughs> um, when's uh, what? Is there a uh, way to get a hold of you? Is there a website, or is it just Facebook? Like, what's the best way? Uh, yeah, Facebook or uh, hit me up on the email. That's also on my Facebook. It's it's a weird email to spell out. It sounds retarded. 
Oh. So I'm sorry, it sounds deficient. I don't want to say that word. That's okay. I'll just I'll just put I'll just fucking put a, a link to your Facebook in the fucking show notes and your Instagram. And uh, if you could uh, that forty ounce to funny Instagram, yeah, that's where I post all the upcoming for the shows, the flyers, the pictures that we take at the shows. Check it out. We always have a good time. The kitchen is uh, on fleek, as they say. <laughs> Very we always have really good food, really good drinks on special, Main Tab Tavern. It's it's fun. It's way fun there. And uh, Bay City Brewing. Check them both out. 40 ounce to funny. Sexy. All right, Tommy, you have a great fucking day, and um, I'll let you know when this Ooh, comes someone's up. Someone's here. Hold on. I'll be soon, buddy. Gotta go right in the dogs. You take care, Mike. All right, man. Peace. Thank you, Tommy Lucero. I appreciate you coming on and making time for this ridiculous podcast. <laughs> um, again, go and find Tommy Lucero on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tommy Lucero 1502. Very official. And of course, on Instagram at 40 ounces the funny. And he has those shows at Bay City Brewing and Point Loma and in Al Cajon at the Main Tap Tavern. Go check it out if you're an aspiring comedian in San Diego or anywhere and you're going to be in the San Diego area. Hit up Tommy, he'll put you up. Get some time going. Um, again, write the show, we speak English good at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show, what I could change, what I can do differently, or whatever. I don't know. Uh, leave a review on iTunes uh, or wherever you get your podcast. And you can friend me on Facebook at, under Mike Epp, or you can friend me at we speak English good um, on Instagram and on Facebook. So that's it, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you had some laughs, some tears, some trauma that you might have to get past. I love you guys. Take care of your fellow human beings. And, of course, HJs for everybody. Bye. Bye.